The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. You uh, will have heard there in the news the story that Twitter has confirmed to the Department of Enterprise the amount of redundancies that are being made in the Dublin office. 140 jobs out of roughly 500, so nearly a third of uh, the workforce um, being let go in Ireland and being let go at a time when there aren't uh, that many opportunities in the tech sector because there's a lot of contraction and hiring freezes where there isn't contraction. With us is Kira O'Brien, business and technology journalist at the Irish Times. Kira, at this stage, do we have a sense of what are the main types of roles that are being made redundant? We don't, mainly because, you know, that there's very little information actually coming out of Twitter. Now, I will say they've said 140 roles, but that probably does not include the people who have now quit because of the ultimatum that he issued the other night. Um, There has been some estimates that say there may be as little as 2,000 people left once he finishes up with all his um, ultimatums, redundancies and the whole lot. And there are serious concerns uh, among people who know, have kind of an intimate knowledge of the, the company and who formerly worked there that there may not be enough people left with the the right knowledge to actually um, fix any bugs that might come up. So there is actually a threat to the stability of the service. Now, we do know that obviously there are a lot of people still left who are writing code. Um a lot of the comms roles have gone. So, but it, it, getting an exact breakdown is quite difficult at the moment because obviously now there's still, particularly in, in Europe, there are rules that have to be adhered to before you can officially announce redundancies. And there's a process that has to be gone through. But then complicating manners is the fact that, you know, a lot of people appear to have resigned after he sent a midnight email um, on Wednesday, basically saying that uh, if you don't want to work long hours uh, at high intensity, and, and bear in mind as well that people have also had remote work a promise to, to allow people to work remotely forever, that's been rescinded as well, that people have just decided that, that maybe this is not for me. Um, and he basically gave them a deadline of, I think it was 5 p.m. New York time, which would have been by 10 p.m. our time on Thursday, to say yes to what sounds like some pretty different working conditions or that they would get three months of severance pay. And it has since then been reported that an email has been sent round from Elon Musk to the engineering team saying, anyone who can actually write software, please report to the 10th floor at 2pm today. Before doing so, please email me a bullet point summary of what code commitments have achieved in the past six months. So he's, he's effectively getting people to pitch him their capacity to write the code for the company for which they work. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like he wants them to justify their existence at the company. Now, what he said was it was it would be so he could uh, better understand the Twitter tech stack. And he would also appreciate if people could fly to San Francisco to be present in person. Now, I know flights in the States are not like getting flights here. It's probably like flying to, to, to Kerry. You know, you can do it quite quickly and easily and probably not too expensively. But, you know, there's very few people who, if they are working remotely, could just jump on a plane and get themselves to San Francisco. He Particularly when this is the week of Thanksgiving as well. I mean, there's a major American holiday and you're saying effectively sacrifice Thanksgiving, yeah. get over here and pitch me your capacity to stay in your job. Exactly. And I, I do think that, you know, what happens when you... you when you do something like this is that you actually drive the people out that you want to stay because they're the ones who will find other jobs. They will, they'll be the ones who be able to go anywhere and you'll be left with the people who, you know, I'm not saying that, that that the people who are there at the moment, you know, are, are, are substandard. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think that, you know, you are going to drive away the very people that you really want to stay because they will find better jobs somewhere else with somebody who isn't sending them emails at midnight 
And, you know, you're waking up to these emails um, that basically are, are, are substantially changing how you've worked. And the culture at Twitter, I mean, even the fact that, you know, people are being reportedly fired for criticizing him on internal channels. Whereas before, you know, one of the, the, the things of Twitter was, you know, that you can be open about criticism um, and that, that, you know, nobody was really above it. That has now changed. And it seems things seem to change on a whim. There's reports that one of the executives that was begged to stay in the last couple of weeks when everybody else was resigning uh, and agreed to stay has now left the company as well. Um, and there are reports, unfriend reports, that, that, that she was fired. And you just have to wonder, at what point do you kind of take a step back and think, okay, maybe this is not the best approach because, you know, trying to better understand the technical stack at Twitter should be something maybe to be done before you start letting people go or before you start issuing ultimatums that see some of your good people leave. And while publicly he's come out and said he's not worried, I mean, he's not going to say that he's worried anyway, is he? He's not going to come out and say, yeah, actually, we may have made a mistake here. And he's not going to say that, that, that you know, that, that, that they're only left with people that maybe don't have the requisite skills because maybe they're inexperienced. Um, he's saying, you know, the best people are still there. Or but in the some people cases, who are resigning. It has to be said are, as well, Akira, it's, it's not just that, that some people uh, may, may be stuck because they may not have the capacity to move within the industry. A lot of people are suggesting that there are those who are on what I think is the H1B visa in the States where they are on uh, only exactly. in the country because Twitter has employed them and therefore if they quit they also deport themselves. Well, there's also been a lot of people who were let go who you know would have been on those visas or people who are at risk of redundancy who are on visas and were worried about how their employment would uh, how their employment would continue or how their visa would continue and you know you've seen how other companies have done it like Stripe and and Meta have said look you know we will provide assistance to people who are on these visas so that you know we can figure something out because you know people they're not they don't want people's lives ruined I mean and this is you know th- obviously this is a very um, uncertain time even for people people who are left within Twitter. I mean, it must be very unsettling for the people who have chosen to stay because maybe they love the company. Maybe they feel that, as you said, they're, they're stuck because they're on a visa. Uh, and maybe, maybe they because want they to have a family and a gas out. bill and a mortgage and all the rest of it that and people expect jobs for. A lot of uh, comments coming in um, once saying Twitter has become a cesspool of negativity. I feel sorry for those losing their jobs, but the platform is done really. Another website is still working fine. How many employees need to leave for it to stop functioning? A lot of the analysis, I think, would suggest that that'll be a fairly <laughs> gradual process. Another is it all not just a big power grab for Elon? He doesn't seem to have any actual corporate strategy behind all this. Now, this is the bit, Kira, that I, I want your view on because you are expert in the tech area. There's no question but that what he is doing is brutal, is mercenary, is heartless, is authoritarian. I mean, that's just demonstrably true. The question is, is it genius or is it lunacy? To be honest, I think that one we'll have to wait and see because... I've seen some people say, look, this, what he's done is, is, you know, it's strategy. He's going in, he's cutting dead ways. The people who, who, you know, the people who don't want to commit to these long hours, you know, they're leaving, they get people in who do. That is fine if you have a stake in the company. So, you know, in startups, like people who work in the startup world, you know, they're used to long hours. They're used to putting in 20 hour days or sleeping in the office because they're building something that they have a stake in. They maybe have equity, whatever. But now, you know, he is the owner of the company. You're getting paid a wage. I mean, I don't know why anybody would stick around to help build a company for his benefit where he can fire you on a whim. Um, so I'm not sure if it's lunacy or, or genius at the moment. I will say one thing though, I me mean, look, we've, we've written off people, no, we, we haven't written off Elon, but people in general wrote off Elon Musk, you know, when he decided he was going to do electric cars, you know, people said he'd never, he'd never take on the big guys in GM and Ford and all those companies. And, you know, he has made electric cars fashionable, to a certain extent. Now, obviously, there are some people who, who just do not like Tesla for whatever reason. Uh, and he has been equally as, 
I suppose, as hardcore at Tesla. You know, he, he killed off remote working. He said, you know, if you're not going to be in the office for a minimum of 40 hours, consider yourself resigned. Um, he basically says, you know, this is why he slept in the factory. This approach for him, you know, this this hardcore, and I use that in inverted commas, is, this hardcore approach for him is not new. And people will still work for Tesla. So he will always find people to work for him. But the problem that I'm seeing at the moment is he has a massive number of people leaving the company who have a huge amount of experience in keeping the lights on at Twitter. And anybody who used Twitter in the early days would remember the fail whale, where, you know, if too many people were using Twitter at once, you know, you would get this error screen. It was the fail whale screen. And then you'd have, because it was, Twitter was over capacity. That largely, obviously, that stopped um, over the, the, the following years. And it's been a long time since I've seen it. But if we get to the point where the technical people who know how to fix those bugs and who know how to, you know, kind of to, to fix the algorithms that over time will become porous, you know, then you are going to see a serious impact on Twitter. And if you want advertisers, you have to have A, a service that works and B, one that's not an absolute cesspit. And, you know, people are making the point that Twitter is a cesspit, but there's a lot of, of stuff going on behind the scenes to make it less of a cesspit. Moderation, you know, the, the fact that there's algorithms that, that limit the visibility of, of, of certain accounts, you know, if they tweet things that are objectionable. And more to the point that there are people there who are actually reviewing content. Now, we don't know how many of those are left because there's also talk that he let go thousands of contractors and a lot of the it's, moderation staff would be contractors. It's so going to be, it's going to be a fascinating process to watch whatever way it goes over the next while. Kira Bryan, thank you very much. That's Kira Bryan, who's business and technology journalist at the Irish Times. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.